brother. You've learned well. You're expert at Wu-Tang. <laughs> you learn. You have to suffer a lot. Otherwise, you'd never have mastered Chin King and the Wu-Tang sword skills. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Let's start the show. This is episode 18. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today, I would like to talk about... um, Propaganda, Mind Control, Edward Bernays, Sigmund Freud, and how much control and power they've had over us and the decisions that we make subconsciously. Basically, it's how psychology and propaganda is used to control the masses into groupthink, following, and just a herd mentality of following sheeple. It's been estimated that an average American living in a major city sees up to 4,000 ads a day. Ads are everywhere you look. Subways, buses, public transportation, billboards, televisions, magazines, newspapers. Everywhere you look, you're being bombarded with advertisements, propaganda. This toxic culture of mindless consumption exploits our innermost insecurities and desires to meet impossible standards. And this all began with a man called Edward Bernays almost a century ago. Edward Bernays was the nephew of Sigmund Freud. And Edward Bernays is considered the father of modern propaganda, or as it's known subtly as public relations. He was an Austrian aristocrat, and his first contribution to the United States was helping President Woodrow Wilson sell the idea that World War I was a noble mission to spread democracy in Europe and the world. In order to create the engineering of consent, Bernays argued you must appeal to the, to the subconscious mind. And on behalf of numerous corporate clients, Bernays helped perfect the tools of conditioning and ma- manipulation that are used today. And basically, World War I was the turning point when propaganda and mind control uh, was utilized to control the masses. Um, it was used as a tool uh, for consumption and for controlling political opinion, people's thoughts, and again for controlling them and stopping them from thinking freely and making their own decisions and herding them into a group where they could be manipulated and controlled very easily by uh, appealing to the subconscious mind. And it all centers around uh, public opinion which is something that's created by uh, the controlling class in which, you know, they say, well, this is public opinion and this is how you should be thinking, buying, purchasing, voting, 
and living your existence. You know, you need that shiny Mercedes Benz, um, not just as a form of transportation, but subconsciously it's going to make you sexier. It's going to promote you as a wealthier person, as a more successful person. Uh, you know, it's just something that appeals to you on a level that you're not even aware of and making, uh, forcing you to make decisions based upon um, external forces. So you're not actually following your own, you know, critical thinking and your own mechanisms of, of how you want to live your life, but you're being controlled and told what to do. And this is being done uh, on a mass level. And uh, again, it's called uh, public opinion, but it's a very, very powerful tool that's used to manipulate all of us. And what Edward Bernays brilliantly understood was the need to shape the flow of events, to influence the media in a general way, making suggestions subconsciously, to create an atmosphere in which large numbers of people would end up making certain choices, coming to certain conclusions without being aware of any external stimulus. And Edward Bernays had a lot of contempt for the conventional form of advertising where they would, you know, put a Coca-Cola or, or a cigarette or a car and say, hey, buy this car, because naturally a person would see that and say, hey, I'm being sold, I'm being duped, and this product is being pushed on me. What, uh, what Bernays understood was you need to appeal to the subconscious mind so that a person didn't need to be sold or prodded or persuaded to do something. Uh, the way to get through to them is to get through to them subconsciously and through groupthink. So if a person feels that the group or the crowd uh, is moving in a certain direction, they would be in turn identifying with that group and making the same choices they do, which makes them stronger. In other words, subconsciously, people understood that, you know, if you have a pack of wolves, it's much more powerful collectively than uh, each individual wolf on its own. Or if you have a military army, you know, the army itself is much more powerful than the sum of its components. Or in a, a collective army together is stronger than individual soldiers on them, by themselves. And he, he understood this at a very deep and profound level and appealed to the subconscious so that people would buy into this group thing and not make their own decisions and make their own choices. So he would appeal to them subconsciously, which is... Which is like an evil genius. Edward Bernays also was behind the growth of uh, the tobacco companies, exponential growth and tobacco consumption. And one of the brilliant things that he did was he got Hollywood to incorporate cigarette smoking uh, with their major movies and their major stars. So you'd see, you know, Marlon Brando uh, leaning back in a chair and, you know, slowly and very methodically pull a cigarette out of the pack and uh, light up the cigarette and inhale and, you know, exhale that uh, plume of smoke in, in a very cool uh, fashion. So a person would look at that and relate to that and say, hey, you know, um, wow, I should start smoking or, you know, maybe smoking is going to make me a cooler person because Marlon Brando does it. And he's, he's the epitome of the alpha male. He's the epitome of Mr. Cool. So they're not actually telling you, hey, have a cigarette, but they're appealing to your subconscious mind. And another thing that he did was he began introducing smoking to women. Um, and it was really promoted where you would see, you know, a sophisticated woman with a long cigarette holder, very fashionable. And, 
you know, they make every effort that you would, you know, see how cool she looks while she's uh, smoking, consuming this cancer-causing toxin into her body and smoking. So, you know, he was equal employment, uh, you know, equal opportunity uh, employer right there when he was just deceiving the masses with uh, this propaganda, this brainwashing. And people just eat it up and they, again, they don't look and see what's really driving uh, all of this marketing there in their direction and they don't understand that it's appealing to their subconscious mind it's it's very difficult to be aware of that if you're not aware of what's taking place and if you're not aware of human psychology it's very subtle and it's very very powerful we now live in a time where propaganda has never been so pervasive so influential and so dangerous and, you know, it's funny, but when you use the word propaganda, a lot of people get the image of Chinese voices squawking over, you know, loudspeakers in Beijing. Or they think of the images of Soviet posters or Nazi propaganda. But propaganda is not just a totalitarian tool, but again, it's used uh, just to control the masses. You need to be aware of this. It's being used to control you and your family. Propaganda is literally as American as apple pie. And propaganda, all types of propaganda, was perfected by the United States and Great Britain. In Mein Kampf, uh, Hitler, in his famous chapter on war propaganda, talks about what a brilliant job the British propagandists did in World War I to deceive and control the British population. And had a disdain for the German propaganda, so he resolved to emulate and copy this uh, Great Great Britain or British uh, form of propaganda and the American form of propaganda and employ it to his benefit and to, to meet his own evil ends. And the apex of this propaganda uh, currently, which is the most destructive, is in our political systems and our politicians all over the world, but really, namely in America, being that we are the dominant force on the planet. Um... And basically, the propaganda that they employ against us is that, you know, you know, there's terrorism, we're, we're daddy, we're big brother, we're going to protect you, everything's going to be fine. Uh, but you have to be afraid of the boogeyman because the boogeyman can just jump out of the closet or drop from the sky. And you have to be very careful of terrorism and the boogeyman. And we, we see this today because everything that we encounter is fear-based, you know, um, in the year 2000, there was the Y2K scare that everyone was, was so afraid of. And in the year 2012, it was the Mayan calendar that we had to all be so scared of. And for a while, they were using this uh, pandemic flu, bird flu, that, you know, it's going to spread all over the planet and kill everyone. But there's so many deceptions that uh, they manipulate us with. Um, again, back, back to politicians, what they do is basically they just want to get reelected and they want that campaign money. So what they do is they make a bunch of promises to, you know, pay for your schooling, pay for your college, you know, pay for literally for everything under the sun, feed you, clothe you, bathe you. Um, the, the newest one is the Affordable Care Act or what they call Obamacare, where, you know, basically people that are employed and are working are forced to um, pay for the health care of everybody in the country. And I have no problems with paying for people's health care that are less fortunate. But what happens is the insurance companies and the medical companies get involved 
And they used this as a tool to basically rob and steal from us, whereby that old story of, you know, a, a screwdriver from, from the Pentagon, a, a, dollar, a $5 screwdriver, you know, was purchased for like $20,000. Well, it's basically the same thing if you look at your medical bills and how much people have to pay for their medical coverage. Um, it, it's ridiculous. I can remember going back a few years ago, let's say in the mid 80s, you know, early 90s, I, I believe I was paying like $90 for full family coverage for my medical benefits. And it was it was great, you know, $5 deductible, and it covered everything. Now you have people that are barely scraping by, making, you know, $13, $14 an hour, and they end up having to pay $1,200 a month in medical coverage. And, you know, nothing has changed from the human physiology. And, uh, you know, so why is the expense going so high with such high deductibles? In other words, you'll have a person that um, isn't even using their medical coverage, but every month they got to pay that $1,100 a month. And uh, if they do have to visit a doctor, they might have a $4,000 deductible. So we're just being robbed blind. And it's just just getting worse and worse. And this is becoming really the, the highest form of propaganda because, you know, Big Daddy Obama and Big Daddy government, you know, they're going to take care of us. But really what's happening is we're being robbed blind. Uh and this is fascism because it's a combination of, you know, big business and government. And what happens is um, they play this game where they go back and forth where a person's a politician and they're in government. And when they, uh, you know, leave government, they go and they're promised a job with a big pharmaceutical company or a big investment firm and uh, vice versa. You'll have somebody that's, you know, in a big uh, multinational corporation, an investment firm, a pharmaceutical medical company. And when they leave that, uh, you know, when they leave that uh, business, then they come, you know, to work in big government, they get elected or they work, work as a lobbyist. So it's just a big game and a big scam that's being run on all of us. And this is not really what our founding fathers had intended for us to have as a form of living, a form of government, a form of, of society, you know, they had much bigger and brighter plans for us. But it's just a big, um, big money scam and a big manipulation. So, you know, we have to be very aware of what's transpiring and what's going on. Um, I'll tell you, this medical, this medical thing is like really, really evil. Uh, just you know, it's it's funny, but a lot of the younger people today, this is how they see existence and and they see life this way because this is all they know. What they know is when you go, you know, to the airport to fly from here to Phoenix, Arizona or, or Boston, Massachusetts, wherever, you know, you have to be strip searched. You know, a little kid five years old has to be all touched up and everything like that because he may be he may be a terrorist, you know. So and and this is all the reality that they know. So they really don't have anything else to compare it to except for maybe old television shows or old movies or stuff that their parents or, you know, people older than them, you know conveyed to them very subtle um you know we have to be very careful in the direction that this is going so really i mean there's not much we can do in the sense of changing this whole system but we can change ourselves and change our perceptions of what we see and the way we think and and convey this to other people where we can share our thoughts and share the understandings that we have so we can move away from this group think and mind control and move into more family-oriented uh, living. Again, as I said in one of my prior podcasts, you know, the male, the men in the family was moved away from the family tribe into a sports tribe. So now they follow the New York Yankees, the Washington Redskins, 
and such. So it's it's it so they can just take the family apart because once you take the family apart, then you're able to dissect the whole population because the core and the backbone of any society is the family unit. Um, it's all conditioning and brainwashing, and uh, we have to be very careful with this. And when you watch television, uh, some of the most popular pro programming for women are these housewife shows where these women have multiple surgeries and, you know, engorged silicone lips and fake everything, and they look horrible. They really literally look like they're wearing masks. And uh, I've seen some instances, you know, on, on uh, shows or just in real life where like a child or a baby sees, you know, a woman that's done up in this in this form and it, it actually frightens the child because it's something that's so unnatural and, and repulsive, really. It's not natural at all. Um, again, we have to be very careful with this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm into 15 minutes of this podcast and uh, there was a few more points I want to bring out, but I guess I can do that in, in future shows. Um, anyway... Uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, or feedback on this podcast, you, I can be reached at alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. Again, uh, thank you for listening. Namaste.